Code, Decipher's news wrap podcast that includes input from our sources. The Zero Day Initiative is tweaking its disclosure policy for ineffective patches, saying it has observed a decrease in patch quality that is leading to many issued fixes being faulty or incomplete. The new disclosure policy from Trend Micro's ZDI program reduces the standard 120-day timeline for bugs that are believed to be a result of a bypassed security patch. Now, the policy will give companies 30 days to patch critical related cases where exploitation is expected, and 60 days for critical and high severity flaws where the existing patch offers some protection. They will also have 90 days for all other severity flaws where no imminent exploitation is expected. Casey Ellis, founder and CTO at BugCrowd, said he can see the logic behind the update only applying to faulty or incomplete patches. Yeah, I really liked the the thought that uh, ZDI have put into you know this change. Um, you know, I haven't seen a change like this or a, a proposed kind of timeline um, set out like this uh, before, and it, and it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. We are seeing you know more things being patched. We're seeing more vulnerabilities being discovered and exploited in in COTS and uh, and FOSS software, for example. So, you know, the impact of of an ineffective or a faulty patch is becoming more common. Um, the other piece is that you know when when there is a patch that's a follow-up to an initial vulnerability, um, especially if that's being exploited, um, what the bad guys will tend to do, or even you know the the good researchers, um, just anyone who's doing exploit dev, will actually use the information in that in that patch um, to inform further exploit development work on on their end. Um, they're they're more likely to find you know bypasses and all of those things more quickly with with the benefit of being able to use the patch itself as a as a as a tool for exploit development work. And of course, on the defender side, you know they've usually when you've been told about a vulnerability, the biggest time sink is spinning up on the particular part of the code that that vulnerability happens to be in. It might not be something that you've looked at for a long time. There's a spin up time. Yeah, you know, if they've just released a patch and there's something wrong with it, it sort of does suggest that they've already spun up that. Um, you know, they've already invested that sunk cost in house, so theoretically they should be able to get things fixed quicker. So. You know, all in all, I think it's pushing things in the right direction. Um, hats off to ZDI for, for innovating here. In other news, CISA this week warned that attackers are exploiting multiple previously disclosed flaws that impact Zimbra's enterprise collaboration software and email platform. The advisory, jointly released by CISA and the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center, said that government and private sector networks are being targeted. The advisory urged organizations to patch all systems, deploy detection signatures, and hunt for IOCs. CISA pointed to a number of high-severity flaws that can be exploited and that enables various attacks, including email account credential theft. Finally, a Sophos report highlighted an uptick in organizations being hit by two or more threat actors in recent months, with clusters of attackers targeting unpatched vulnerabilities or misconfigured systems in order to deploy malware, crypto miners, ransomware, and others, sometimes at the same time, with the gap between attacks on the same organization averaging six weeks apart. Peter McKenzie, Director of Incident Response at Sophos, who joined the Decipher podcast this week along with Chester Wisniewski, 
principal research scientist at Sophos, discussed one such incident where three ransomware affiliates were simultaneously found on the same victim network. But then with this one, the attack you're talking about, where it was one organization, three different ransomware groups got in. Um, we believe the attacks were completely unrelated other than they all used the same initial access method. So they all got onto the network via an open RDP or remote desktop protocol server. And they all used the same account, but they did very different things once they're in. They ultimately deployed ransomware, but they did it in different ways and they... Uh, used a different variant of ransomware. So we had just never seen three different groups almost simultaneously attacking. So the first group came in and the second group came in two hours after it. So both those attacks were actually running simultaneously, even though they were very different attacks. And then two weeks later, while the victim was still uh, recovering, they were still restoring data, a third group came in and encrypted them again. And this actually led to a very um, unique situation that we'd never seen before where files, uh, some of their files actually got encrypted up to five times where the first group came in, encrypted some files. The second one came in two hours later, ended up encrypting those same files again. The first ransomware was still running, so we had encrypted them a third time. The second ransomware was still running, so we encrypted them a fourth time. And then because the customer was still trying to recover two weeks later, then the fifth, uh, the third group came in and encrypted them a fifth time. So uh, you'd have to pay all three ransomware gangs to get your files back if you wanted them. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Source Code Podcast. While you were hacking the planet, I was trying to decide who I didn't